What happens when you kill the Grim Reaper? Who comes to take him away? Can grown humans eat baby food? All these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Life! Hey! Whoa! Welcome back everyone to your favorite day of the week, your favorite paranormal podcast, scratch that, just podcast. Scratch that, your favorite thing. I'm your host for this week, Rory Powers. Joined by my paranormal co-host, Kit Greer. Thanks. Glad to be here. Glad Absolute to be here. Absolute pleasure to have you in the studio today, Kit. Thank mm. you for coming in. Uh, always a pleasure when you're around um, just to, you know, just hang out and see you and stuff. It's good. I miss you sometimes, man. We should do more than this show together. I mean, we should, like, start a business or something. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we see each other all the time. We, should, so. we, could, we could make, like, candles or something and sell them. Really? I feel this is already, like, quite a... A thing. Well, don't. This is a lot of time. Right, you're not into the candles idea. This well, don't is... be too judgmental of the candles because it was the first, it was the first idea that I came up with. So yeah, well, it's not all going to be gold. Well, what? What's like something else we could do? Soap. We will make so soap. This is all wax-based products. All. If the candles don't work down, you melt them into soap. We could keep it's bees called recycling. And use the wax. Oh yeah, wax again. Wax again. Keep bees and make more bees. Like breed some sort of bee army. Mm. it's just Pretty ideas. badass just ideas yeah. in case the podcast goes downhill we've always got the bees <laughs> they got out the bees got out <laughs> I thought you said this is a business idea <laughs> I was pitching it to you to help you control the bees <laughs> one man cannot control the horde <laughs> I just walk into the studio it's like Kit for the love of god tell me you have experience with bees <laughs> what you, sh- <laughs> you show up with handfuls of candles what <laughs> you're covered in stings i thought we were doing the first one <laughs> uh welcome to the podcast if you couldn't tell by now this is a paranormal podcast that's right where every week myself and kate greer who are professional paranormal investigators mm-hmm. will look into a case uh, either that we have found on our own or have emailed into us by the paranormal commune uh, this week, we actually have a submission from the Paranormal Commune. Is that right? So this week's story comes from uh, a listener called Devin Maxwell. Oh, thanks, Devin. Now, one thing I like about Devin is he he <laughs> he introduced himself as Devin Maxwell. Uh-huh. His email was Devin Farris, and he <laughs> signed off with Devin Adelaide. <laughs> a true <laughs> member of the Paranormal Nation. Listen, if, you, if you're signing emails with your real name, you're a <laughs> f-ing idiot. You might as well paint a target on your forehead. You're gone. You're not going to last a week. Obama is going to drone strike you into the next century. <laughs> and you think Obama's his real name? Hell no. He's smart enough to change it. That's Chad. <laughs> Barack Chad. <laughs> uh, he emailed in saying that we should investigate a little case called the Chase Family Vaults. Okay. Now, it's one that I had actually seen and I thought about doing on the podcast a couple of times, but I hadn't really got around to it. So this was kind of the, the <laughs> I wasn't desperate yet. Yeah. And here we are. Devin slash Devin Farris slash Devin Adelaide has given me a little kick in the ass. Yeah. To um, bring this case to the people because it's a great story. Let's dive right in. No more rambling. Our story this week takes us to Barbados in the early 1800s and revolves around a family vault used to store the coffins of the deceased members of the Chase family tree. That's not good. Now, the Chase family lived in Barbados and they've got kind of a rough history in the area. (laughs) Go on. They, They were not popular among the locals. Okay. They were incredibly rich, known for manipulating people. 
and worst off, they were known to beat their slaves and staff. Bad enough if you have slaves. Yeah. That's already frowned upon by society, but then go as far as not even be nice to them. Yeah. Beat the shit out of them. It's a, a whole nother level. <sighs> it's pretty dark. There's also, whenever you say Barbados a couple hundred years ago and yeah. someone owns a vault, that's usually not because they run like a charity some sort of peace organization. No. They're not like a, a academic or someone who's benefiting society. It usually means they are, uh, like you say, manipulating people. Absolutely. Anyone that needs a room underground to store their dead, you've thought too much about this. Just put them in a box. You've got more money than <laughs> Also, sense. what kind of zombie ancestors need to be <laughs> kept in a vault? Margaret died the other week. Unfortunately, she's still a bit walky, so... Uh... <laughs> we need to get her down there before the moon is full. <laughs> they were known to beat their slaves. And in fact, when it came time to find a vault where the coffins of the family would be placed, instead of building their own vault, they just found a nice one owned by some other family and bought it off them. Okay. That's, that's how rich we're talking here. Yeah. Buying the tombs of other families. <laughs> Just being like, piss off. Get your dead out of here by sunrise. The vault they had bought was a beaut. It was located on a hilltop overlooking the beautiful Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Perfect place for the family to rest. Yes, it was being battered by the sea nonstop. <laughs> yes, island storms would occasionally hit the cliffs. And occasionally dig up all the bodies <laughs> and animate them <laughs> but the vault was sturdy and strong like a nuclear bunker i don't think i've is this a thing i've never heard of a vault for oh yeah dead people so uh, yeah i, I just is realized like i'm not really sarcophagus? describing what this is we're talking about like a, uh it, it would be like steps down uh -huh. to a giant sort of like gate or marble slab that would block an entrance wow and once inside you would have Essentially like a giant stone room underground mm. where, yeah, like ancient Egyptian style, you mm. could just place the coffins uh, inside. It's a little nicer mm. than burying them. Okay. You could like go visit the family vault, you hmm. know, like put more members in there so everyone is dead together. Interesting. It's kind of a nice sentiment, I guess. I guess. And to protect the members who resided inside the vault, a huge marble slab was placed to block the door. So you're, you're in there for good. Until, like, Tomb Raider or Indiana Jones comes along. Like, someone's gonna raid that tomb. Yeah. Well, you gotta. If you create a tomb, you're asking for it to be raided. That's the problem. Obviously, as well, if you build a tomb, you're obliged to install a secret passageway of some sort. That's right. Whenever you find a builder to commission, um, you know, this tomb to, you know, you're going to write the plans, write the blueprints for how you want the tomb to look. Very beautiful, very yeah. secure. And then, you know, he's going to be like, yeah, that's great. We'll knock this thing up for you in a couple of weeks. And then he finishes it. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is this bill for this tomb like like twice as high as it should be? He's like, well, we did the booby traps to ancient curses. Well, no one said anything about booby traps. Like, you can't have a tomb without the booby traps. That's built into the cost of the damn thing. <laughs> you like get him to do your living room in your house. And you're like, so we installed the new carpets. The walls have been repainted. Over there, you got the bookcase. Pull this one leads to the secret passage. You get what? What do you mean? What do you mean? Why you want a bookcase if you're not gonna have a little staircase around the back of it? What's even down there? Torture dungeon? What? You can't have a mansion without a torture dungeon. I told you that we were having a child. This place needs to be safe. It is safe. Your enemies are being tortured. <laughs> 
Well, as we said, this was the early 1800s, so it wasn't long before someone died. <laughs> James Elliot Chase passed away, and his body was placed in a coffin and placed inside the vault. Hmm. The only problem was, inside the vault was another woman from a different family who had been killed and placed in there. Right, so let me get this straight. So they bought the vault off an other family yeah. with bodies intact, but didn't evict the bodies, obviously. So now you've got multiple families in there. I think so. I, I read a couple different sources to try and figure out if they removed this other body from the vault or kept it in there mm -hmm. and i couldn't find any definitive answer <laughs> i mean these don't seem like the kind of people that are going to share a vault yeah i i'm starting to think that they were put in the trash yeah that's if the, anything that's a binned coffin right there so they went ahead with the burial process james elliot chase was placed in a huge iron coffin yeah mm, wait is it iron it might be lead <laughs> lead I think, <laughs> I think it was a lead-based iron plated <laughs> coffin it was heavy as shit Jesus all right Christ. <laughs> these guys aren't going to heaven all right and they don't need to fly <laughs> if anything they're going down and decorated the top of it with boulders <laughs> the coffin was so heavy that it required a number of strong men in order to even carry it a number of strong men christ yes. alive normally at a funeral maybe members of the family very emotionally carry the coffin Oh, Whereas yeah. here they have like six of the world's strongest men. Basically the WWE cast carrying your coffin down to the tomb. And they wanted to get their money's worth. So they actually like suplexed James Elliott into the <laughs> coffin, sealed it up, marched him all the way Jesus. down to the vault. And it was so distasteful. He, he was like a bony old 90 year old skeleton. <laughs> he basically exploded <laughs> into on dust. <laughs> um so they put all the pieces into the coffin sealed it up into this into the stone uh, uh, vault and everything's done he's in, he's in the vault now this is shambles this one. <laughs> he's in the vault all right time passed and once again because we're in the early 1800s people in this family are dropping like flies a few months after his death he was joined by the body of a newborn baby who died oh, suddenly sad. after birth. That's awful. And later, another member of the family named Dorcas Chase. Dorcas? <laughs> You're kidding me. I knew you were going to bring this up. I mean, we're painting such a picture for this family. They are assholes. Yeah. They're rich as all hell. Yeah. They call their children Dorcas. <laughs> they were both placed in the same heavy ass coffins. Three family members dead. And this was only the beginning for the Chase family. Turns out money and power don't make you that happy. Following the death of his daughter Dorcas, Thomas Is Chase- Is daughter called Dorcas? <laughs> his daughter was called Dorcas. It wasn't Dorcas. even a boy? <laughs> Christ alive. Uh, Thomas Chase, the father, killed himself. Ah. Uh. This is tragic. They're, yeah, they're not actually having that great a time. Were they ever having... We don't know that they were ever having a great time to begin with. Yeah, it sounded like they might have just been angry and rich yeah. rather than like actually enjoying it. Thomas Chase killed himself and was the next family member to be added to the vault. So they stuck him in a coffin, brought him to the vault, but when they moved the marble slab and peered inside, they were shook. The three coffins inside had been violently tossed around the vault. Whoa. Dorcas Chase's coffin had been turned upside down and looked Whoa. like it had just been thrown against the wall. 
Damn. Despite this, however, none of the coffins appear to have been even opened. Yeah, just pushed over, kind of thrown yeah, around. Yeah, thrown around. There was no evidence of any humans tampering with the sealed vault, and none of the other vaults in the cemetery had been affected. Hmm. So they had no idea how this could even happen. Because remember, these are heavy, heavy coffins. It is not an easy task to pick one of these things up and even place it against a wall, let alone chuck it. Yeah. One of the interesting things to know is that the other vaults in the cemetery hadn't been affected, which meant investigators knew that it wasn't an earthquake that had displaced them or the popular theory a flood. That makes a lot of sense. Because if the water had maybe flooded the vaults, lifted the coffins up, then drained out, they would have been misplaced around. Water is... uh, A lot of people don't know that, but water is actually super strong. And it's actually pretty freaking wet. It actually legit is. So, So those two explanations have been essentially ruled out by investigators. Right. The family didn't seem that concerned at the time. So they merely placed the coffins back in their original places with Thomas Chase now added to the vault. Yeah, granted, a bit spooky that things can get thrown around, but ultimately, these folks are dead. The coffins weren't even opened. No biggie, put them back in place. Exactly. Won't happen again. Exactly. In 1816, Thomas Brewster, another member of the family, would pass away and be allocated a slot in the Chase family vault. Right. When they opened the entrance up to place his body inside, they found the vault completely f***ed up again. Jesus. Each coffin had been haphazardly chucked around the inside. But again, none of them had been broken into. Wow. As soon as this happened a second time, the town started to talk and everyone started to speculate. Was this a family curse? Mm -hmm. The spirits of the slaves seeking revenge on the family. They were dicks. Have the ghosts of the people that they were assholes to come back to chuck their coffins about. Yeah. I don't know a lot about ghost strength. Mm. I was under the impression that ghosts had uh, issues interacting with materials in in the living world. But then I feel like in lots of uh, like paranormal style movies... Whenever they do put the pedal to the metal, yeah, you know they usually just like toss a grown man across a room, don't they? Yeah, they kind of just so. like, whoosh, and then they're like, whoa, and they fly <laughs> across the house. I guess as well, if there was like one object a ghost should be able to interact with, it's a coffin, right? Like the vehicle for ghosts, yeah, along with maybe like pumpkins bats it should be able to a ghost should be able to straight up snatch a bat out of the air and throw it like a torpedo someday you'll see like a 18th century ghost holding like a starbucks cup and you're like what that where did you and he's like it's pumpkin spice bro (laughs) it's all it's all me it's all in there this is very on brand of me the surviving members of the chase family obviously now livid decide to take (laughs) action I think this is too many times. This is taking the piss. Yeah, someone's doing something. They inspect the vault for any hidden entrances. They place sand on the floor to detect footprints of any vandals. Well, that's quite smart. And finally, the marble slab covering the stairs was apparently cemented in place. Okay, so no one can even get in anymore. Now, after a couple years had passed, the story of the haunted Chase family vault had become incredibly popular among the public. It's an exciting story. And the whole town decided to open it up once more. Shush. 
What? That's so rude. I I think it was with the consent of the family. What? It must have been. Oh my god. What just to see if it just had to see no one had even again? died. They were like, let's crack this bitch open and see what's going on. We have to sacrifice a chase family member. <laughs> so they got ready to do it. A crowd of curious onlookers gathered as the vault was opened one last time. This is so completely backfired from like if you had just buried them normally nothing would have happened but they went to the bother making this vault oh no one will ever be able to get in they'll be more protected than anyone else in the whole world yeah and this is just backfired who knows though like maybe if you buried them every time you went to visit them their coffins would be dug up yeah. and you'd be like god damn it who keeps digging up my grandfather you know you'd be equally pissed off just get them cremated yeah but then every time you come back you're like god damn it who's trying to make a milkshake out of my grandfather you know there's there'll be something every time right you, you know send them out to see viking burial style <laughs> they come back message in a bottle style in a giant bottle <laughs> so I, i'm assuming this is like midnight thunderstorm yeah. above rain everyone's got torches and they're all like break down the vault mm-hmm. break down the vault there's a whole crowd of curious onlookers gathered as the, the vault was opened one last time. They get a couple giant bros to push aside the marble slab. This, this would never happen today. <laughs> and they peer inside. Coffins everywhere! No! <laughs> it's been trashed! Christ alive. Like, if you're a part of the Chase family, at this point you're changing your name. You're yeah. trying to distance yourself as much as possible because there is some bad juju in that blood. People do not like you. These coffins are upside down. They're against walls. <laughs> They're everywhere. And no marks. The, the coffins at this point are like making a diagram of like a middle finger. Yeah, it's, it's like so the peak offensive. insult. Yeah. Uh, most importantly, no marks had been made in the sand. Wow. Well, at this point, all of the coffins were removed from the vault <laughs> and buried in a cemetery. The Chase family vault, however, was left open and unsealed, hmm. letting any member of the public in, and whatever vengeful spirit was sealed inside, out. That's the big question. Yeah. Holy shit. What are your thoughts, kid? I have to say, I do enjoy this M. Night Shyamalan twist you've put at the end here. So we know that all these coffins were thrown about and everyone's mind goes to who did it? Who threw these about? Was it some demon? Was it the the ghosts of these ancestors? What if it was the freaking... We don't know if it was the Chase family bodies inside there just throwing themselves around the room yeah i mean i'm assuming in this family there's there's some big inheritances flying around i wouldn't be surprised if a couple family members went to the grave a little earlier than they should have they they went in there a little raw a little undercooked (laughs) could you imagine if they were like outside of the vault and you just hear like coming from inside and they're like, oh my gosh, I think I hear a noise down there. And one of the like the oldest brothers like, all right, I'm going to go check it out. Don't worry. You, you guys stay here. I'll go see what it is. Just walks in holding a shovel. <laughs> Comes back out. It was a bug. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's a little bug on the Th- wall. There's blood seeping out from underneath that boulder. That's blood, bud. B- uh, bug blood. You're stuttering. <laughs> it was a blug blood. This is a bug. I crushed the bug with the shovel. I uh, caved the bug's head in with the shovel. <laughs> <laughs> now I get the bug's money. 
You're not even being discreet anymore. I, I, got, I get the bug's inheritance because I killed him. I just went in there quickly before stamping on that little bug. I asked him to sign over all of his worldly possessions. That's a really good point, though. You know, this is a, a meme throughout history, myth and folklore, is that these rich families, and it sounds like the Chase family was, you know, particularly high in society, maybe in this part of the world, yeah. that they may have gained their riches through ill-gotten their ill-gotten gains absolutely um that maybe they have skeletons in the closet or demons in the tomb so to speak and something is uh they're getting some kind of divine cosmic paranormal justice uh in the afterlife absolutely i mean we have a couple options here. One, that the Chase family died and their spirits are just incredibly restless because they've been awful people in life. Also, let's not forget the fact that they bought this pre-existing vault off someone who's already using it. Yeah. That's going to piss off the dead. Yeah. It, that You're like one step away from like a Native American burial ground situation there. Oh, absolutely. In terms of evidence, we do have a... A decent amount. Okay. Now, because these were deaths and burials at a Christchurch parish, obviously, there's a lot of evidence for this case. Okay. Brian Dunning at Skeptoid, who actually did a really good story on it, pointed out, obviously, the vault is there. It hmm. exists. You I can, can actually show you a picture of it. Please. I want to see this shit. But not only is the vault there, the death records are all on file. Yeah. The only thing that's missing is any physical evidence to point to whether anyone was actually placed in the vault. What do you mean? So, the vault exists. Yeah. It's the Chase family vault. And they, Chase family members, obviously died at some point. They obviously died at some point. But all we have are testimonies from, because the bodies were inevitably moved out 20 years later. of course. There's no physical evidence to prove that they ever were in the vault. Okay. So, there, we run the possibility here that... The vault was basically lying empty, and then people just started making up stories. Oh, you know why the vault's empty? Exactly. Because they used to try and bury people here, but the bodies wouldn't stay still, man. <laughs> exactly. Oh, here is... Okay, so here is a picture of the Chase family vault. Wow. Damn, Daniel. This is some... This is, like, straight out of Resident Evil 1. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you leave the mansion, and you, like... Go to the vault. (laughs) (laughs) There's coffins flying around. You you walk out into the garden. You like shoot a couple demon dogs and then you come across this vault. So to describe to everyone, it's in a little forested area, obviously outside. Um, And then we have essentially just on the surface of the ground, a pretty large stone construction with steps leading down to what looks like an iron gate of some kind uh, and then an inscription above that gate and this is obviously the entrance to the vault it's yeah this is very spooky looking yeah i'm Just, like no don't click on that one it's like more screenshots from resi you're like wait a minute <laughs> is that a green herb <laughs> that's chris redfield <laughs> there's a photo of um timothy chase it's like that's leon kennedy <laughs> raccoon city police department <laughs> You know what? I'll throw a bunch of these pictures up in the um, in the This Paranormal Life Patreon Please. Uh, feed if you want to check some of those out. I'll pick the gnarliest looking ones. <laughs> and here is actually an artist's depiction of how the coffins were violated. 
I found this on a, a number of different websites as well, oh. as you can see. Is this from the 1800s? I mean... It's an artist depiction. <laughs> so it's from whenever, who gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, this looks like it was drawn and then scanned from a napkin. Just wow. depicting what, exactly what you're already picturing in your mind's eye, which is three coffins lined up neatly before and then three coffins slightly askew so it's perfect is what you're saying it perfectly depicts it's fine it depicts it finely accurately i'd say and i think someone probably works pretty goddamn hard on it oh i see down here so i cut them some slack yeah okay it says roy powers of course you can just come clean and just tell me that you made it well if, if i did you'd probably say it was shit so I wanted to no, I, would, I wanted to give it to you honestly, without my name on it. Honestly, I'm impressed, bro. I would if if I had known this was you, I wouldn't have laid into it so much. You know, you I didn't I didn't real? know you were taking up drawing, so Really? Um, I I spent like two hours on the shading. Well that's a little too long. F you Malvena. Alright, I knew you couldn't just pay me one compliment. <clears throat> Sorry. Just the shading was it, it took a really long time. I'm gonna be honest with you, the this story isn't real. I just drew the coffins and then worked, <laughs> let, worked let backwards. Off from there. <laughs> Like, I got a whole book of art I need to make up a bunch of stories. <laughs> you think the donkey lady was real? That was a dream I had. Next week, we have the mushroom cactus boy <laughs> from Alaska. <laughs> Next week, we're investigating the case of um, this really hot girl holding me. Uh, just something I drew. <laughs> I want to look into that a little more, see if there's any potential there. <laughs> there's no investigation of any kind this week uh rory driving a sports car is that real got a six pack as you can see and i'm also smoking a cigar made of gold i just invented that your dreams are so shallow i call it a gold all right and it's going to be pretty popular when it takes off your dreams are from a ferris bueller film i think would you rather have a cigarette, you peasant? I wouldn't smoke. It's bad for you. Let alone smoke gold. <laughs> I can't be better. <laughs> Everyone knows the coolest things in life are bad for you. That's why I've invented the cigold. It's a cigar made entirely of gold and tobacco. How much does it cost? So much. <laughs> to <so> manufacture? <laughs> thousands. To sell? No one will buy it. So I, we have not hit a market price yet as there have been no buyers. It is technically priceless because no one will pay shit for it. You have to light it with a blowtorch because the bastard won't catch. I almost went blind on the beta test. <laughs> you can imagine just like wearing a suit and just be like, you know, spark up this gold cigar and be like, it's good to be the king. Take an inhale. <gasps> you go blind immediately and drop to the floor. <laughs> People are like, why didn't you just Use gold leaf. What? What? As much as I'd like to continue my pitch of my new product, Sagolds, <laughs> which again is going to be, you know, it's for the gen the gentlemen and the gentle ladies among us. For the distinguished man with a suicide plan. <laughs> uh. Live fast, smoke it up, and die young. <laughs> <clears throat> it's time to come to a conclusion. We got an interesting story here. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I'm not really sure how I concluded because... Any of the natural conclusions that I could think of, which would be earthquakes right. or flooding in the tombs to right. displace the coffins, would have affected the other the other vaults. Mm -hmm. For me personally, if you don't mind me leading the conclusion, two options. First option is, uh, could it have been uh, someone entering the vaults? Mm -hmm. Now we have the family who 
seemed quite pissed off by the ordeal, so I'm assuming they weren't the ones going into the vault and trashing it. Mm -hmm. Another option that Brian Dunning at Skeptoid actually uh, brought up was none of this happened at all. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a a point we probably should make. Yeah. Uh, And there were a couple reasons behind this. One is, as we said, there was no proof ever really that any coffins were placed inside the vault right the fact that it only came from some lore magazines and testimonies from locals yeah which would make sense given that they were reportedly made out of lead iron and rock yeah exactly for some reason all the time with our investigations because things are a long time ago they are pre-pop culture they are still steeped and imbued in mythology and folklore we see the same ideas same tropes time and time again and our job which is a difficult as shit job is to try and work out whether things actually happened or they were just cool rumors yeah uh, that were just common ideas at the time the concept of a coffin or the remains of a body moving in the night when no one's looking after they're supposed to be dead that's an extremely common idea i mean already i'm sure listeners are thinking of like the story of jesus it's almost like a play on that story the marble slab has moved aside and yeah and the body is gone it's like some kind of version of that uh, except this has got like a creepy twist yeah a lot grimmer as well it would have been a bit of a downer if on the day jesus said he was going to resurrect they rolled aside the marble and his tomb had just been trashed. Yeah, his 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 coffin is still there. It's just face down. Yeah, in, in they, the they just wrecked it. So that was a really sad conclusion. Yes. But it is true. I think one of the things that we have to do before you try and explain an unexplainable story mm. is to make sure it actually happened or you're going to waste a lot of time on your conclusion. And I think, to be fair, it's quite rare that we just say in an investigation that nothing actually ever happened. Um, I feel like usually it's some kind of rational explanation or a paranormal explanation, but in this case, there really isn't any good reason for why any of it would have happened, natural or paranormal. Yeah. Um, I mean, the paranormal explanation is there's no evidence for it and it just seems unusual. And then the supposedly natural phenomenon that could have caused it just seems so improbable. Like exactly. And so it kind of leaves us with one possibility one word no i think that's gonna be my two words no and no again a double no from this week disappointing but i thought it was a fantastic story and one definitely worth uh investigating so thank you devin maxwell thank you devin Devin adelaide yes we know your true identity We appreciate the email in. Guys, if you would like to email in your own case for us to investigate, please email us in at thisparanormallifepodcast at Mm gmail.com. Whether it is just a link to a case, whether Mm -hmm. you have done a big-ass investigation yourself, anything you have, send it over to the email, and me and Kit are on hand checking that shit every day. That's right, and it's very much like a police anonymous tip line. Listen, if you have some embarrassing story about how uh you know a ghost caught you in an uncompromising uh position and you know some there's some really embarrassing salacious details about your story don't worry i mean yes terry did just email us a really 
embarrassing story yesterday that we are going to cover in a future episode. But normally we will keep it anonymous. If it's good enough, of course we're going to tell everyone. Yeah, of course. Uh, last week, Chris Mahone shat the bed. Didn't know if it was paranormal or just embarrassing. Yeah. It's fine. We'll keep it on the down low. We won't tell anyone We won't about do a it. whole episode about it. But no. I mean, obviously we're going to bring we're gonna it We're going to mention up. it. Dude, shat the bed. I'm going to talk shat about it on the, the podcast. That's, That's ridiculous. <laughs> Another great thing you can do to support this paranormal life is check out our Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. This is where you start getting stuff back, folks. If you enjoy the show every week, if you want to join the commune, check it out. We have rewards for every tier. We're talking bonus episodes. We're talking t-shirts we even do shout outs on the podcast if you are one of the people that support the show which means this week we have some very special people to shout out right now let's do it a special thank you to jade lay all day jade lay came to play that's right you know how people are all nonsense jade's all fun the work never starts with jade which is actually counterproductive sometimes because it's like yeah, I mean, sometimes it, we hired her and it's, yeah, it's it's not a good return on investment. Let's no, say no, she hasn't done a lot for us in terms of um, actual work. I mean, she makes everyone laugh, has a really good yeah. time, but again, we're we're going bankrupt. We're going bankrupt. I mean, we're laughing, I, I, laugh a minute. I, I said, um, Jade, can you do these tax returns? And she burnt them in front of me and was just laughing so hard. I started laughing. Yeah. The whole thing it was, was such just really a infectious. crazy thing to do. And then when she left, funny. I was like, shit, we really yeah. needed those. Yeah. So thank you for your support, Jade, but we need some more work out of you. Come on. Thank you also to Phil Mansfield. Hey, Kit. How many members are there in the paranormal commune? Enough to fill a Mansfield. Whoa! That's right, we are growing by the numbers. And Phil has joined the herd. Chowing down on that paranormal grass. Filling up fields. Because that's where we are right now. We're, we're between locations, actually. We got uh, pretty pretty seriously evicted from the last ones. So we're on the lookout. Just yeah. kind of hanging out in fields these days. And, and marching towards a cliff edge where we will inevitably uh, drop off like lemmings over that <laughs> Of course. But thank you, Phil. <laughs> thank you also to El Hanrahan. Man, oh man, it's El Hanrahan. My favorite letter of the alphabet coming back to support us on Patreon. <laughs> what, L? L stands for lucky. Ever heard of it? Loser. <laughs> You're... <laughs> Right, because you're holding the L of your forehead <laughs> as if you know what it means. Exactly. Thank you, L, for your support. Why don't you tell the other letters to step it into gear? Thank you also to Joe Mc... <clears throat> Weird pronunciation. Is that foreign? Thank you also to Joe McFadden. Remember back in the 90s when it felt like every other week there was some new crazy kids fad? Yeah. And you figure, like, who's behind this? Who, like, engineers these crazy kids like crazes? Of course. McFadden, of course. <laughs> it was him? It was him. Everyone? Everyone. Beyblades, Pokemon. Oh, my God. Yu-Gi-Oh. He's a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he has coin to spare. Wow. I'm so glad that he's realized that the newest fad is to support this podcast on Patreon. <laughs> It'll be over in a minute. <laughs> So thank you, Joe, for, for making that kind leap uh, with your newest fad. Thank you also to Harry Smith. Harry Smith, also known as Harry Blacksmith, forger of the most paranormal beast-slaying weapons ever to grace God's earth. And here he is, 
not really supplying us any weapons of any kind, mm. despite n a numerous requests for even a freaking dagger. He's kind of a, a weird phenomenon, like, there's not really blacksmiths in the world anymore. Yeah. He just kind of lives out in the woods, just quietly makes, um, sort of World of Warcraft-style legendary and epic weapons. Yeah. Um, forged with um, mithril and kind of legendary metals you didn't think existed. But he also has like a MacBook and he subscribes to our podcast apparently. So. Yeah, most of his weapons are for cosplay. It's not really for like slaying mythical beasts, but yeah. uh, I think we're the only ones that really do that. Sadly for the um, like legendary bladesmiths of Japan, there's not really a market for samurai swords anymore other than cosplay. It's mostly cosplay. Thank you also to Caitlin Abushan. If it is an ice skating, Caitlin, one of the best skaters to ever skate in the competitive arena. You know how most people would be like, oh, here's a, uh, a twirl, or ooh, I'm on one ooh, foot now. Ooh, double axle. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, it's so fantastic. Caitlin did a quadruple backflip unassisted. I'd never seen it defied gravity. It was the most absurd thing I'd ever seen. What does assisted ice skating look like? A uh, trampoline is involved in some capacity. An ice trampoline. When she landed that quadruple flip, I knew at that point she must be a cryptid. There's no, there's no way around it. She is a some sort of beast. Um, we've been trying to hunt her ever since. She's really slapping us in the face by donating to our Patreon to be like, hey, you can't catch me, but like chucking a couple dollars at us you know yeah while she's elusively out there skating her little yeah, ass she's off. like i'm not even human and i have more money than you arguably thank you lastly but not leastly to susan shambrook more like susan scambrook susan you 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 assured me that what i was investing in was not a pyramid scheme and here we are You've got all my money, Susan. Now I have to explain to the fine people of Patreon what all it's what it's all gone to. We put it in a scheme, guys. We lost it. Listen, it would happen to the best of us. Shambrook emails you, you get an email in your inbox and it says you could be the first line of investors in a lucrative new crypto called scam coin what were we to do hindsight 2020 on that one but we didn't have a choice but we really appreciate all the support that you guys are giving us monthly to recuperate our losses. We just want you to know, yes, you can support the podcast. Or if you would like to triple your money, you can invest in ScamCoin. Use our code, uh, hashtag paranormal, uh, to you, 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 you'll triple your loans. It's not a pyramid scheme. Uh, this is our own. This is a different triple thing. Triple your loans? What does it even Tri mean? Triple your loans, triple your bones. You'll triple That's your debt. <laughs> T minus Just five. Completely honest. <laughs> In less than five minutes, you can triple your debt online. If I talk what? fast enough, I'll confuse them. <laughs> uh, thank you so much to everyone who supports this podcast. Um, and thank you so much to all of our lovely patrons who are supporting us on Patreon. Because we don't run ads on this show. We, we want to keep it ad-free, unbiased, so the man doesn't have a say in it. Obviously, that being <clears> said, <throat> we can promote our own products. Um, so, so Gold's available now in uh, most high street stores. It's, it's for the, the gentlemen and the gentle, gentle ladies of the highest class, the highest caliber. So, so Gold's, pick up your pack now. It's like smoking the barrel of a gun. <laughs> That's the caption. Uh, so check it out if you want to be uh, fancy-ish. If, if your friends are goblins and you're obviously like a high class person, 
Uh, check out, get some Seagulls. I don't want to push it too hard because I feel like I'm going to scare people off. Yeah. But um, you should buy them. I don't think anyone's listening at this point anyway. Does you don't anyone, think it, don't, no anyone listen this far in the podcast? I really hope they do. Listen, if you uh, if you're if you listen to this far in the podcast and you're you're interested in purchasing a pack of Seagulls, right? Uh, you can message me on Twitter at Rory Has Powers. Yeah. You can message Kit on Twitter at Kit Greer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let us know. We, we, we do um, specific orders for specific gentlemen. So, <laughs> so uh, let us know about that. Thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, remember, folks, to... Well, what is the one I made up for some golds? Remember, folks, to live fast, smoke it up. <laughs> <laughs> Die young, baby. <laughs> Such a ba- as if the message could get worse. <laughs> it's time promoting smoking. I know it's one step away from live fast, smoke crack, and die young. 